I'm Jakob Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled Boost, a series specifically created to boost businesses in South Africa by letting passionate and committed business people share their stories. In this episode, we're chatting about electronics. We're chatting about the repairs thereof um, and also creating sustainable s- uh, skills for the future. I'm joined by Mark Robbins from Robtronics. Mark, welcome. Thank you, Aku. So we always start to show, just uh, give us a little bit of background on on you. How did you get to where you are today? Thank you. So first of all, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you for having us this morning and also to thank you for making the time and effort in joining us at the Learnership Induction a couple of weeks ago. It was an absolute pleasure to have you there. Look, look we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a bit later, but um, I mean, that is fundamentally what this program of ours, this Unbundled Boost is about. You, um, I was very inspired by by what you're doing there because it's actually, uh, anyway, we'll get into it. It's actually giving people hope and it's creating skills. And uh, yeah, I was I was very energized by by that. So yeah, thank you for having me. Great. Thank you. So so let's jump into it then. Um, so what does Robtronics do? So, Yaku, today Robtronics is a high-tech mobile phone and service business. We predominantly repair mobile phones, tablets, POS terminals, and the likes. We basically have two major focuses in the company. We have an inward and an outward focus. Our inward focus is looking after group subsidiaries. Robtronics today is a subsidiary of the Blue Label Group. Okay. where we contribute to two of their subsidiaries, which are um, mobile phone product lending business as well as a POS terminal business to which we support those two group companies. And from an outward perspective, we obviously look after quite a big base of uh, customers, which we will discuss. But those are our two main focuses, and the core of the business is a service and repair business. And how old, is, how old is the business? The business is 20 years old. Um, I started the business 20 years ago, and we've been aligned and in the Blue Label group now for six years. Okay. So, and I mean, repairing mobile phones, uh, screens, uh, I assume anything electronics, uh, tablets, tablets as well? Correct, yes. Um, uh, yeah, that must be a, a busy business. Uh because uh, I mean, the, the one thing I must say is I, I see a lot of people with with cracked screens. Um, but anyway, why did you start the business? So, growing up, I always had a passion for fixing. I seem to have been a born fixer. I used to walk around the house and look for anything to fix, even if it wasn't broken. So, I really had a passion for fixing. I finished school. I went to the army. And when I came out the army, I studied electronic engineering. I worked for a company many, many moons ago that was involved in the repairs of cordless phones and fax machines. Oh, okay. (laughs) So really going back some time and basically that morphed into cellular today. Um, and I, I so wish, uh, you, you took me on a tour. Um, and, uh, again, like I say, I, I, that almost production line type precision that you guys work with. Can you maybe, um, you know, sort of talk us through, you, you know, how the business is set up? Uh, you had people there that were testing things and 
all kinds of um, your parts management was was super impressive to me. So maybe just give us a view of of what's involved in in your day to day. How does it work on a day to day basis? Sure. So I think the big thing for us is the systems in the business that manage the business. The we've built and developed our own highly sophisticated workshop management programs, which gives us the edge to manage any product that um, comes through the business. So from the time it's booked in till it's allocated to an engineer, once it's assessed and repaired, it's passed over to quality control and it's then handed over to our logistics partners to return to our customers. The business requires a very high level of attention to detail. We're working with expensive devices and we need to ensure that our engineers are very highly skilled and consistently trained in this field to make sure that the quality of work that they produce is is uncompromisable. And that was very impressive to me. I assume that ongoing training is also as, as the manufacturers bring out new technology, you guys need to be almost immediately up to speed with with what uh, goes on in that um, space. Absolutely. So, yes, we do have to stay abreast of new advances. Um, we do have academies and training courses where we educate our engineers on anything that is uh, released by the manufacturers just to make sure that we're always on top of our game, making sure that we understand how to address these new advances. And difficult question, but you and I were sort of talking about it now earlier. From the time we spoke about it now, your mobile device is so so in, in integral in everybody's lives. Uh, I can only assume if it goes into a, into a repair center like yours, there's uh, lots of pressure, time pressure to get it done as quickly as possible. This uh, process that you explained to us, what sort of what, what sort of is the average period that that, that takes? So our promise to our customers is generally a 48 to 72 hour turnaround time. Um, we're very healthy on our inventory holdings. So, you know, it, it's a pretty seamless process when the device comes in. Everybody understands the um, consumer demands and the turnaround times that we have to adhere by. So we do aim to achieve 48 to 72 hours to get that handset back into the consumers. And it's just one after the other. I mean, it, I was, like I said, I was really impressed by what I saw there. It's just, it was just amazing to me. Um, so from a electronics perspective, um, who are your typical customers? Um, I mean, your, your repair center where I was, it's not set up in a shopping mall where any, any guy off the street can come in and hand in his phone. How does, how does, where do you, what, who are your typical customers? So Robtronics is basically a very strong business to business business. Um, our typical customers are some of the leading insurers today. We look after banks, uh, we look after consumers and we look after networks. Okay. Um, and then, the the real inspiring component to to what we experienced when I came to visit you is you have this um and I've been thinking about it quite a lot. I don't know why there's not more of those, uh, but anyway, let's get into that. You operate this learnership program. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So last year, March, um Robtronics was awarded the takeover of the Celsi Repair Center. When the Celsi Repair Center was taken over, we formed a new company called Dunaworks. 
Dunnerworks today is a 51% black-owned entity. It also sits in the Blue Label Group. And one of the inspiring or, or contributing factors which Celsi came forward with was this learnership program where they had an idea of um, contributing enterprise development grants towards learnership programs. We have a massive RP around the mobile phone repair business, obviously, and we were very excited about this where we were in a position to disseminate this RP to these learners where we were able to nurture them, teach them, and groom them to have a skill and teach them how to fish in terms of being in a position to repair mobile phones and, you know, perhaps be an entrepreneur where they start their own businesses and naturally employ more people where they operate in these less fortunate communities. Well, and I mean, to me, uh, part of the reason why it was so inspiring, I think, uh, you know, these large corporates, they sometimes have these development programs and you don't really see it. But I mean, uh, what I saw there, you making it uh, real, like, like, where do you get these candidates from? So the candidate sourcing comes from a company that also lives and breathes in the Blue Label Group. It's called Blue Train. They heavily vested in these learnership programs. Um, they have networks which these learners subscribe to where they have an interest in learnership programs. And we market the learnership program through that entity. My wife and myself actually interview every candidate ourselves. I think it's important to understand the investment that we make into these learnerships from a financial perspective, from a time perspective. So it's really important that we're able to identify the potential in these learnerships, that they actually stay vested in the one-year program. Okay, so there you've answered my next question now. That's a year program, and in how many candidates do you typically have on, on a course? So we take in 10 learnerships. This is our second intake. We've completed our first intake. This is our second intake, which will run till next year, March. And we have a contract with Celsi to do a further 10 learnerships uh, the year after that. And and to me, what I experienced there on uh, um, on that, that uh, event that you had, was you had candidates that came out of this last year um, of the program, which actually came and, can I say, testified about how what a life-changing experience it, it was for them. So out of that um, 10, um, uh, um, let, me, let me take a step back. Um, what's the, your pass rate? Is, your standards are quite high. So our standards are high. I think it's important to understand the um, process which we induce in in training these learners where it's not only training them how to fix mobile phones it's also trying to get them to understand the entrepreneurial side of the business where we coach them on business skills as well so part of the learnership program we do financial stuff we do system stuff we try and educate them that if they were in a position to run their own businesses how to monetize products, how to monetize services, how to build money, income statements, balance sheet, and things like that, that they've got a little bit of entrepreneurial flair, that once they're in a position to to utilize the skill we've taught them, they're sensible from a business perspective as well. And and your, your um, minimum pass rate was like 
80 uh, your your that that you've passed the course was like 80 percent or something yes so they are incentivized through a monetary program where they have to pass with 80 percent and and obviously more so and to me that was that's like a world-class standard and you taking these learners from uh, like you said from disadvantaged communities they're coming in and at the end of the year number one um they have to compete at that at that standard that you set for them and then um f- from what it sounded like the the first years 10 candidates they were all they all came up with with, with jobs on the other end almost so quite pleasing um four of the learners went for their first job interviews and got the job you know so for us we obviously measured on absorption rates through the grant i think it's it's a massive thing for us to make sure that these learners are employable when they are finished the course so five of them were absorbed into the industry uh, the other five we actually kept in house where we started a new initiative which we um, did a joint venture with a a company called Products for You, who buy shop soiled TVs, fridges, microwaves, brown goods, white goods, and we've put those other five learners that stayed with us into this new startup program. So we're actually training them now on TV repair, and they are flourishing. You know, it's amazing to see once they've come off the course that they've got this passion and enthusiasm to want to participate in fixing different appliances or, or electronic components, which is amazing. And and that to me was the, the really inspiring uh, component of what I saw there is, is, is you actually enabling the, the skills that they that they take there, they uh, get there, they can go and apply anywhere uh, in a country or even in the world for that matter, because electronics is, you know, the world's full of it. Absolutely, I think the big thing at the end of this, for, from a learner perspective, is the the idea is yes, they are fit for the industry and are in a position to repair electronic products, but most importantly, I think it's that they have this entrepreneurial flair to build out their own businesses where they can, you know, disseminate the knowledge that they've been taught and also start employing other people from disadvantaged communities, which would have a massive knock-on effect from an unemployment perspective. Yes, okay. And then um, maybe in that, uh, and I, I mean, the message is quite clear is that entrepreneurial um, thread um, that you're sowing there, that's, that's really, uh, I get that. Um, if if um, people in the industry are looking to pick up talent, how, how do they, um, can, do, do you, where do you typically place these people or can people contact you if they want to, if they want to pick up some of the talent that comes out of your program at the end of the year or next year? So we do reach out to our internal network. From a Celsi perspective, there's 110 retail environments where we do try and market the candidates into those environments. In fact, part of the learnership program is these learners go and work inside these stores for a period of time just so that they can get a little bit of experience around retail, what customers are asking for, their needs, their wants, 
how to satisfy the customer's needs. So that is quite an important variable, but we do try market them in them in those environments and we obviously push them to market themselves. I think it's important that they understand how to market the skill that they've learned and go into the big world and see where they can deploy the skills they've been taught. Um, and, and if, uh, people know of somebody that can potentially qualify for, for a learnership like this. Um, what's the process for that? So the process is they can reach out to the Yes for Youth program or platform, as well as that they can reach out to Blue Train, who does the um, screening of the candidates. Okay. Um, and then, um, Mark, my last question. So how do people learn more about the services that, that, that you, that Robtronics delivers? So we have a very informative uh, website, www.robtronics.co.za. There you will find a host of information around the business, who we are, what we do, and also a lot of informative information and a great video on the learnership program. Okay, thank you very much for that. I um, like I, I promise you, since I've been there, I, I couldn't. My, my wife's now sick of me talking about it because, and um, I just. Um, you know, in, in, I think in today's world, there's such a big focus on people, um, you know, let's say, for example, getting a degree, da, 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 and the actual, that, um, artisanal type skill of, of being able to fix a electronic device, et cetera, et cetera, has sort of fallen by the wayside. So for me, I was so energized by what I saw there. And I just, I, I hope you can do just more and more and more of that, that it, it's not 10 a year, that it can be 100 a year. Um, cause I think that's, that's really what we need to, to, to make this country work. Yeah. I agree with you. I think for us, it's been a very interesting road and recognizing what we're doing for people. Um, there's definitely scale and opportunity where we have to give back from a corporate, uh, responsibility perspective. You know, it, it, it brings tears to our eyes to see how these, learnerships come out at the end of the program where these were people sitting at home they they didn't even have money to get into a taxi to get to the interview and a year later they've walked into their first uh, interview and have and have got a job so it's really pleasing for us and i mean i was witness to that you you actually made him uh, stand up in front of everybody and and have a do a public speech so, uh, I mean, and, and that's why I'm saying I was so energized because it's literally making it real. You know, it's not a, it's not a corporate slogan or anything like that. We, we saw physical proof of that. Absolutely. So thank you. And thank you for the work that you do. And, um, and I'll, I'll step out of my place a little bit and say I was really, really, um, impressed by what, I, by the operation that you run there. So, uh, I'd like people to, to reach out and, and come and have a look and see the amazing work that you guys are doing. Thank you, Yaku. I appreciate that. No locks, no keys. Doors are open. Please come again. Okay, fantastic. Thanks for listening to Unbundled Boost, uh, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to boost business in South Africa. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central app or website. And for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And um, if you want to know more about Catalytic, please visit catalytic.co.za. Cliff Central. Dot com.